Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. He brings the passion. For what? I want to know now. I'm, I'm mentally invested. Don't tell me to pray and you don't say what for. He brings the perspective. Yeah, I... I think they both have a great point. Get off me, text line. Uh, he's truly one of a kind. That is wow. Oh, my God. Oh. And he's doing a great job. I okay. need you to man up I'm and off, say I'm what out. you really want I'm to out. say. I mean, you're doing a great job. <laughs> and together, I am the system of this show. Stiney and Guru. Yeah. On 95.7 The Game. You know that's Young right, Goo. man. No respect. I run the day of no re- What was that? What did I do to get I'm out? I've been hearing that a lot, too. I'm out. I lost. I'm out. Oh, Niners I'm eight. Out. Story of my life. Oh, yeah. Man. We don't want to hear that on Monday. No doubt. We really don't. And you were talking about this, Goo. Evan Giddings in for Matt Steinmetz or Daryl the Guru Johnson. Look, we got a loaded show for you. And, and this is what you were talking about. Like, Conference Championship Sunday it's the best semifinals we got. It's a mini Super Bowl, and I, I just don't think Niner fans, I'm hoping that they understand this has become normal life for them. This is their game, their third straight trip. Four and five four years. Four and five years. A hey, shout-out NBA in the conference of finals, MLB, but there is nothing like the mini Super Bowl that is the championship Sunday, Evan. And we got a great game in the ASC, and then the Niners handle business. And you're going back to Vegas. I know. Yeah, well, you guys were in Vegas, what, in the fall? Yeah, in the Uh, fall. Had a good time. Oh, it was great. I mean, and the Niners are looking to have a good time in Vegas, too, but it demands that they get through the Detroit Lions. Look, there's been a lot. Like, I kind of want to rewind the clock a little bit. 365 days ago at this time, we were thinking about the Niners invading Philadelphia, right? They were going into Philly, hostile territory. They weren't the favorite. They were the underdog. And it just felt like, and I could be wrong, but it felt like there was so much more juice behind that. There was so much more excitement. And I don't know if because it's the Niners being touchdown favorites, wondering if and how they can get back to a Super Bowl, haven't been Mm. there in five years, which I know in the grand scheme of football is not a long time, but five years is a long time, Goo. You and I didn't know each other five years ago. No doubt. So the 49ers are trying to get back to the Super Bowl, and I want to hear how excited people are for that opportunity because there is something to your point about having it in front of you and having the opportunity to do it, to be one of the two teams representing a chance to win it all. 
You can't take that for granted. Yeah, no doubt about it, Evan. And we could, we won't, but we could go over so many fan bases that are going on twenty-five to thirty years of making a visit to this this uh, prestigious Sunday, which is Championship Sunday. Um, but you mentioned something. So, do you think Niner fans might be thinking because we're heavy favorite, it doesn't have that energy that? They were kind of, they weren't Detroit, but they were underdogs going to Philly that, you know, they had to send that message to the Eagles because a lot of people thought the Eagles with Jalen Hurts would, would best uh, the Niners. And they did only because we saw what happened with the injuries. But Evan, I'm just telling you, I'm envious of Niner fans. This has become a staple. But now, Evan, you got to do what you did in 2019 at home. Handle business, and you'll be back in your second Super Bowl in the last five years. Well, the YouTube chat powered by First NorCal Credit Union chiming in early. I'm, I'm with one of our favorites, Lori Matthews. People seem more negative this season. The Niners have worked hard Lori. to be able to host this game. Like Kyle Juszczyk said it before the season, the checklist that the Niners have gone through that they wanted to list and knock off, right? You win the division, check. You get the one seed, check. That gives you a chance to host every single playoff game until the Super Bowl. This is what you busted your ass for. This is what you lost Talano Hufanga to a season-long ACL tear for. This is what you worked for all season long to be in this position. And to be a touchdown favorite because, look, the Chiefs and the Ravens are on the other side of the bracket. Man. You don't have to play them until the Super Bowl. One of them you only got to go through. The Niners just got to beat the Lions. And that is a team I do think they can beat. And I just wonder how people are feeling about it. 888-957-9570. Yeah, and I'll tell you what. I'm feeling confident. I know I went 38-10 last, last week, and that kind of didn't work out. But at the end of the day, they're a touchdown favorite in their building. I think that was their wake-up call. And the Niner fans that we've been you know, taking calls from, the ones I know, the ones I've seen at the street uh, and talked to, Evan, I expect it's not about if, it's just about when. So the San Francisco 49ers will get a chance to, to get that six Lombardi trophy. And the question, just from my vantage point right now, Evan, again, you, the boss and I talked about it, is who will it be? And I know that's not today because that will play itself out. But, damn, do I sound like I'm taking the Lions lightly? I, I, there's no disrespect to Jared Goff and company. They're the darlings. Jamel Hill did a great job on with Bonte, and mm-hmm. we'll play some of that sound. And Shasky uh, talking about how big the game is for Detroit. But just from a football standpoint, Evan, I don't see how they win this game. The Niners got their wake-up call Saturday night when they were lucky, lucky to win that game. Well, That's I- not going to happen again. No slow starts. Well, you hope it's not a slow start. But I also think, that, look, there is certainly a way that the Lions can win this game. That's, that's Score more points. Oh, yeah. Look at me. But I do think I feel more confident with the good conditions, right. with not three weeks of you know essential rest for most of the players, not a lot of rust at this point. All that's going to factor in. But I, I want to use this day to also dig into a little bit more about the Lions because I, I think you can feel confident with also respecting your opponent. Like You right. can feel more confident in the Niners than... You know, like you don't have to de- to degrade Detroit by saying that the Niners are a better team. 
they're in this position for a reason. And we're going to get to know them a little bit better, along with their head coach, who embodies just about the most aggressive style of play in the conference, maybe in all the NFL. We're going to talk to Mike March, who was his offensive coordinator in 2006 and 2007. Also the OC for the greatest show on turf at 11 o'clock. And then we're hoping to talk to John Fox, who currently is a senior defensive assistant with the Detroit Lions, coached in the NFL for nearly two decades, has played and coached, or pardon me, coached in two Super Bowls. So we're hoping to talk to two amazing head coaches that have been there, done that, that have been in this position that know Dan Campbell very, very well. But 888-957-9570 is the number are you excited about this game? Because I have gotten more of the... You talked about this, Scoob. Do you feel like there's been more excitement or reservation heading into this NFC championship? I hate it. My answer is reservation and uh, dinner at 10. But (laughs) I'm sitting here thinking, I wonder how much of that stems from the bravado that that not just here in the Bay uh, with Niner fans, but the football world had about how anticlimactic that game was going to be Saturday, and it ended up going the distance, you know, with Green Bay. So I am waiting to hear from Niner fans today, Evan, with their chest out, because you don't just, Vegas doesn't just make you a seven-point favorite at home if you don't got the necessary uh, ingredients to be a bully. And you talked about what was on, and Stani and I did it too. What was on the Niners' checklist coming into this season? It was Operation Get Home Field Advantage for this championship game. Check. Mm-hmm. They did that. And that was just about, Evan, we, how comfortable are you looking me in the face and telling me if you think you know Debo's going to give it a go or not? Because that is, I th- you know, again, not going down negative street, but, Evan, I think that goes a long way if he's out there and he's himself uh, giving the Niners a chance to get to Vegas. Because if he's not, I do wonder. Well, Jamel Hill, who was on the morning roast, you referenced her earlier, to address that very question of can the Niners win without Debo Samuel? Here's what she had to say. Yeah, I think they actually can. Um, And that's not to obviously diminish what Debo means to the team. I mean, he's arguably the most electrifying player, certainly the most versatile that's in the NFL. It would be a big loss. But I do think between Kittle, Ayuk, and Christian McCaffrey, I mean, he's really (laughs) key um, because if the 49ers are able to run the ball with success, I think that's going to help set up everything in the passing game. You know what type of team they are, especially when the 49ers get into a groove with running the ball. They're able to control so much of the game. So to me, as important as Debo is, everything rests on their ability to run the ball against this team because the Lions have a very explosive offense themselves. If we are able to impose our will on them, I think that's a really big key in the game. And while you know we had Debo, that would make that task a little easier, I do not think it's impossible for the 49ers to win without them. Now, it's interesting because I'm pretty sure Jamel, Jamel. she's from Detroit, but I yeah. believe she's a 49ers fan. No, That's why she's is, saying yeah. we. Right. So she's no, talking about, about we it. and Debo Samuel. Mm-hmm. I'm with her, though, Goo. I think the 49ers can win this game without Debo Samuel. Do I want to see them do it? No. Oh. I would love Debo to be on the field. I want to see 19 problems running up and down Levi Stadium. But can they win that game? Absolutely. Yeah, and when you're seven-point favorites uh, with Debo, obviously, uh, we talk about uh, the weaponry. 
Uh, you talk about Kittle, you talk about Ayuk and his growth, and Juwan Jennings, Mr. Reliable. I'm with you, Evan, and McCaffrey and all the things he can do your, being your Swiss Army knife. So uh, I'm not minimizing Debo's impact, but I'm with you. That should be something they should be able to accomplish if Debo was unfortunately not able to go. But just, just kind of feeling around and listening to quotes and even Kyle. Um, Evan, I think we'll see 19 try to give it the old college try. I think we will, too. Look, he didn't practice yesterday. We're going to have reports coming out from Santa Clara throughout the show, and we appreciate you tuning in up until 2 o'clock. And, you know, the idea of Debo Samuel not being on the field, I think, is maybe frightful for some. But they've been able to deal with his absence in years past. It's not as, like, Debo Samuel, I think the only year he really hasn't dealt with injury was 2021, his all-pro season. So... This has been something that has not necessarily been um, a lack of a, like it, it's trended. Like Debo Samuel's missed games, and they've lost three of them. And I know you could t- here we go, Evan. If you could do it, and it's valid. Oh, Guru also Trent was out, but Debo was out, and that didn't bode well for Purdy. He looked different. I'm not saying it was because all I'm out. you know, not Trent or, <laughs> but you know what? Something's there, and that if I'm a Niner fan, that kind of frightens me. If we had to go out in the most important game to get to the Super Bowl, I believe Brock Purdy didn't have that security blanket of the pre-snap threat of Debo Samuel and what he's going to do and the pressure that puts on a defensive coordinator and just defenders knowing, you know what, Evan ain't on the field, we ain't got to worry about any of that. But again, we're talking about the favorite here, and huh? you mentioned the seven. Points like, do I think that it'd be an easy game without Debo Samuel? No, I don't think it's going to be an easy game in general. That doesn't mean I don't think the Niners can't win. It doesn't mean I don't think the Niners can't cover. We're going to give our predictions out tomorrow, yeah, no doubt. But Friday, I know. Like, and, and so, but it, it sounds like that tone goo is is kind of where we've been at the the majority of this week. And it's not just you. I've heard it from a lot of the callers. I've heard a lot of from from people chiming in on the Comcast business text line. Here on YouTube, I've heard reservation more than I've heard excitement about this game, and I'm curious as to why that is. Is it because people feel like you don't want to be the favorite? I mean, rewind the clock back to 2019, when Green Bay was coming into Santa Clara, and that was the first time the Niners had a chance to get to a Super Bowl since the Harbaugh era. Did you feel the same way then? Were you excited about that game, or were you feeling the same way of, well, I don't know, it could be this, it could be that. I wonder why there's so much tiptoeing at this point when we're 72 hours from the Niners hosting an NFC Championship game. Man, that Evan, I wish I had that answer, but I'll tell you what, we'll try to get to the bottom of it. But maybe um, you tell me if this is fair. Do you think? Things have changed in regard to to what you feel like, you know, the excitement now might be a little trepidation because of what transpired Saturday against Green Bay, a team that you were favored uh, to beat and just demolish by nine and a half points. Do you think that might have something to do with it? And then you got me thinking, the Niners went to the Super Bowl that year in 19 after coming off a 4-12 campaign. So they were, ooh, you know, that's the best cracker ever had because they, they were losers. And then all of a sudden you turn it around and now you're in the Super Bowl. So that excitement was through the roof because it was like, okay, we're back. Mm -hmm. Now, again, Evan, it was Operation Home Field Advantage. So I feel like Niner fans might, not Buffalo, um, not a team that's gotten close, but Niner fans are almost like, we expect this. You'll get the excitement, you know, when we get to Vegas and those two weeks pop off. So I'm wondering if that, like, psychologically is something where Niner fans are at. They're, they're assuming the dove, so it's kind of hard to, and I'm not saying fake the uh, 
you know, uh, um, manipulate mm-hmm. uh, excitement or whatnot, but manufacture it. But it's got to be something like to that. Like they expect this. Well, I, I get fans don't want to jinx themselves, and and that's a big part of sports too. It's part of being a fan. You don't want to talk out the exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you know better than most. Like you don't want to say something you're going to come back and regret. But at the same time, the 49ers have been like you talk about expecting to be in this spot. Well, they have been in the NFC Championship game. Four of the last five years. Three straight years they've been in this spot. And so maybe there's some trepidation surrounding getting to a Super Bowl because they haven't been in a Super Bowl in five years. But it's not as if, again, you're going on the road as a three-point dog with a first-year quarterback that took over midseason. I think there should be some confidence behind what you've seen so far from your quarterback, from the rest of your offense, Debo maybe, maybe not. The running game that's been unbelievable this season, Christian McCaffrey, who was just nominated along with Brock Purdy to be one of the candidates for an MVP award this season. You got a Coach of the Year candidate in Kyle Shanahan. You got a defense that's been a top three scoring defense all season. To me, it's really strange because last year, there did feel like there was juice and a lot of buzz behind them invading Philadelphia. This year, I have more confidence that the 49ers can win on Championship Sunday than I did last year. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought they could go into Philly and win, but I certainly felt a lot less confident last year than I do right now. If I'm wrong for that, let me know at 888-957-9570. Yeah, I, I would let you know you're not wrong. But again, I mean, this is the price of doing business. This is the price of being a bully. And I say that to say expectations are through the roof. I think everybody that loves football and watches and have watched this year know coming into this game that the Niners are in a different class than the Detroit Lions. That does not mean, Evan, that the Lions can't come in here and win a game. But um, I am kind of curious as to, you know, my comment to Stani a week back, uh, about a week ago, when I said, you know what, all the ingredients are there for the Niners to be in the midst of a dynasty, especially in the NFL where you talk about a rookie uh, quarterback on a rookie deal. Uh, You know, not to get two X's and O's, but that's what they have at their disposal. You got this dominant defense led by Bosa. So I'm wondering, Evan, if something has changed in regard to maybe a game or two, um, that, that Christmas game against Baltimore, where maybe some Niner fans have said, you know what? I'm going to just go the route of Missouri. Show me. And I'm a little skeptical after that Christmas game and the scare Green Bay put into us. And maybe that's why we don't have a – now we've taken calls where not their, their chest is out. I'm not worried. Mm-hmm. But just going back to what you said about that energy that was there going into Philadelphia because you were a road dog. And this one is like, it's almost like the spread is telling you this is a layup. You should be able to win this game going away, but we know they got to go earn it. So we'll see if they can get off the mat in regard to that C-minus effort, because that's what I thought that was collectively last week, Evan. Because no slow starts, no uh, oh-no throws, because that can get you beat. It certainly can, and and you touched on something I think is is certainly understandable. Like you don't want to fumble the bag when you got it, right? You don't yeah, want to blow love, the bunny. I love that for I've done it so many times. <laughs> you, you don't, you don't want to blow the bunny. You don't want to smoke the layup. 
I get that. But to me, you can be excited while also having respect for your opponent. You can be you know, hot on your own team while also understanding the other team's going to come to play and give them give you their best as well. Like, I think there's a middle ground that we can find together and hopefully can get to the bottom of today from now until 2 yeah. o'clock on 95.7 the game that I'm looking forward to because I, I just think it's interesting. And the Comcast business text line is chiming in. I think this is fair, too. The reservation is because as a longtime Niners fan, I don't know if my heart can take the stress anymore. You know, they're nerves from the 6-5-0. They've blown the last three NFC Championship games. They've never proven they can't get over the hill. Damn! That's a little harsh, I think, because, again, they were in a Super Bowl just five years ago. They might have been in a Super Bowl last year if their quarterback hadn't gotten hurt. And that's where bad luck, I think, can come into play. Mm. But to to say that the Philly game was a, a game that they blew or nah, the NFC yeah. Championship against the Rams. That might have been a game you felt like you blew more. You were up 10 in the fourth. I got you. But it was also a Rams team that was a Super Bowl champion. You but you, like, the only, you had only John them, too, though, Evan. So that's why I think it hurt, too. They ended that. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. But you got a different quarterback now. You got a much more experienced team. You got a, you got a team that's been in the trenches. And so I'm just I'm just curious, man. Let me know. 888-957-9570. I want to hear from you. What what do you think? I'm a sucker for this, but we talked about it. The Niners have earned the right to play in their own backyard. Mm-hmm. And you see Jerry Rice like we did last weekend in his suit in the end zone. I love that stuff. But don't you know, talk the, to him yesterday on the morning road. Yeah, no, did a good job. Yeah. I just love the uh the representation of the alumni. If D Lou the boss uh, on uh the first NorCal Credit Union YouTube chat is correct, I guess Joe Montana's gonna be an honorary captain. Come on. Now, Evan, I'm not telling you Come they're on. gonna win because of that, but I do believe that stuff makes you know it's, it's legit. So if Joe was out there as a captain, you got to think, man, oh man, we got a good chance to win. Let's, I'm a sucker for that stuff. No, let, let's let, let's open up the phone lines. Let's get to it. And uh, let's start in Redwood City with Austin. I know we saw, Austin. saw you saw you disconnected yesterday, Austin, but we got you now. You're on with Evan and Goo. What's up, man? How you doing? Uh, I'm doing good. It's all good, man. Hey, I just want to say this, man. To our D-line, Hey, it's been hard for us playing the rain. It's the reason why we couldn't really get after the quarterback. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. He wanted to keep uh, Jordan Love in that pocket. So we go see some little... So we ain't going to see too many uh, sacks from uh, from our uh, D-line. Mm. We had our D dipping out there. So I'm going to take that rain. And then, look. We gave up 100 yards due to the rain to to a running back. We haven't gave up 100 yards to a running back in how many years or how many games? A lot. I'm looking yeah. forward to getting at this. Looking forward to getting at uh, this uh, quarterback this weekend against the Detroit Lions. 
uh, the, the defensive coach going to be in his bag with his blitzes. Now he gets to utilize his blitzes because he didn't get to utilize it against uh, Green Bay. What you think about that, Guru? All right. Hey, I hear you talking, and I will say this. Evan, mm-hmm. I don't want to call Jared Goff because a lot of people kind of – I've been listening all week and I've been here. A lot of people kind of got him under the statue, on the statue list. He can move. He's not. He's definitely not uh, – He's more loved. of a statue than Purdy is. Yeah, no doubt about it, but he, he can move. But, man, if he doesn't need to, that's when you got a whole nother box of problems. You know, If he could sit back there and wop, wop, wop. To St. Brown and company, oh my gosh. And then you got the two-headed monsters coming out the backfield who can catch. Uh, I just can't wait to see how this plays out and what adjustments Steve Wilkes does to unlock what Austin and a lot of Niner fans are waiting for. And Bonte Shasky, everybody, a dis- 49er Frankie, a disruptive front defensive line. That's the key to all this to me. I'm not worried about Purdy in the offense, with or without Debo. I think they're going to do their thing. But, Evan, you got to show up, man. It's funny because you mentioned Jared Goff, and Kyle Shanahan was asked about him yesterday at his press conference. What did he, say? he had it. I'll, I'll, I'll okay, tease it for you. That's a tease, people. We'll get to that a little bit later in the show because he had something that contributes to the, this, this Purdy discourse, this idea about the the – the battle between the two quarterbacks. I thought it was really interesting, but I want to give it some time. We only got a couple before the break here, and so I want to make sure that we get that in its entirety. So stick around here on 95.7 The Game. Evan Giddings in for Matt Steinmetz with Daryl the Guru Johnson. We got Mike Martz coming up in about a half an hour. He was Dan Campbell's offensive coordinator in 2006 and 2007 in Detroit. Obviously, he was the OC for the greatest show on turf. He's a Super Bowl champ. We're going to discuss... I'm really interested to also get into, Goo, the difference between the aggressive and seemingly passive styles with Mm. Shanahan and Dan Campbell. I think in the regular season, Shanahan is willing to get aggressive, he's willing to go for things, but it's got to be on his terms. But we've seen, we talked about in the crossover with Dibs and FP. Real quick, what do you mean by his terms? I like that. Well, when he's up and when things are moving in his direction, he's... He's the guy. Well, look, we did this show like seemed probably three or four times. Is Shanahan a changed man? You know, Shanahan the guy that's going to go for it on fourth and on his own side of the field. Is he's the guy that's going to take chances? That he's got a brand new quarterback. Is he going to be the guy that will open up the playbook and he'll do it when he wants to? But come postseason time, who are you really? Wow. Because more times often than not, we've seen him be the guy. That we saw at the end of the first Take half his foot on Saturday. Off the gas, no doubt about it. that. Still was perplexing. I mean, it's and it's something we're going to be wondering about on Sunday. And what did he say when it was all said and done? Huh? We won the game, and that you did. And this also should make you feel good along those lines. Kyle Shanahan has never, with the San Francisco 49ers, he has only, I should say, won multiple playoff games each time he's got to the playoffs. Oh, damn. That would have the San Francisco 49ers in the Super Bowl. I see you, Baker Bryan. I see you, Les. I see you, Danielle. I see you, Robin. I apologize. We'll get to you on the other side as we get this thing rolling. I want to know why the San Francisco 49er fans can't feel both confident but with also respecting what the Lions are doing right now. Mm. Why there isn't more excitement, at least. I'm not feeling the excitement. 72 hours from kickoff, 3.30 p.m. on Sunday, championship Sunday, chance to go to the Super Bowl. That is on the line. As we continue on here on 95.7 The Game, Evan Giddings in for Matt Steinmetz, Rodell the Guru Johnson. We're back after this.
listening to Stein and Guru on 95.7 The Game. Uh, the great Tim Roy. That's a really a great emotional win for the Warriors. Oh, man. Night. You have to say that. No doubt. And what about the uh, just the the grace and elegance that was the pregame ceremony? I mean, that was just a tearjerker. No doubt. No doubt. And I, I do want to get into that a little bit later yeah. on, though, because we got the 49ers setting up for a conference championship against the Lions on Sunday. We got damn near full lines, Goose. So I do want to open go. this up for the people. And let's start with Les in Sacramento. has been hanging on patiently. What's up? Last year on 95-7 The Game, Evan Giddings in for Matt Steinmetz with my man, Goo. How are you? Doing fine. How you doing today? Talk to us. Chill, man. What's up? What's up? Evan, you make great points. You can cheer and... Uh, be, I would say, anxious instead of scared. Mm. You know, the, the thing about that Green Bay game, I'm watching with my partners, and yeah, I was more nervous of Green Bay because remember I was reading a, a, story, a stat uh, David Lombardi uh, put out, you know, on the Green Bay's run. It's pretty much similar to the Niners' run a couple of years ago. So I was like, okay, this is a hot team coming in. Plus the fact that we had a two-week layoff. That really impact, impacted it also the weather. But immediately when that game was over and after seeing what Brock did as well, the first thing I turned around and told everybody, I said, regardless of who we play, whether it's Detroit or Tampa Bay, we should blow them out. And it's mm. not of an overconfidence. It's just the fact that the Niners are a number one team. They, they earned this. They put in the work. They did all the trials and tribulations. It's okay to be anxious because as a kid, being a Niners fan, yeah, I can't sleep the night before. I won't sleep the night before come Sunday. But it's okay to be anxious. Scared, to me, those are more fair-weather fans. But just still the same, though, I'm going to put a little prediction out there. And Google, yeah. I'm going to talk to you later on okay. off the line. 17-10 halftime score, 49ers will be up 17-10. The final on that will be 31-10. Let me ask and you this. Wow. Is, there a, is Debo yeah. playing? And are you concerned because you hadn't mentioned that? No, I'm, I'm not. Here's the deal. Okay. And that's the biggest thing with Shanahan. Yeah, okay, he made that press conference where he was like, well, he, he couldn't adjust. That's something he has to improve on. But here's the deal. Debo doesn't play? All right. You, 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 you set up your game plan the way it should be, and that's not leaning on one man. All right. You run that ball. We got the, we got the number one running back in the league. Let the man run. We can do screen touch. He, he, he can touch the ball 40 times, not necessarily running, right. but passing, receiving, whole nine. You understand? Well, excuse me, not passing. We don't want Brock, Brock to get hurt. But, hey. We're not worried about Debo. He'll be fine. 31 to 10, market, y'all. Yeah, wow. Y'all we asked for that, Evan. He gave it to us. Love it. We it asked sounds for like that. your prediction last week. Well, we put man had that work out. <laughs> 38 to 10. But that, that's, the, <laughs> that's the kind of score, though. If the if the Niners really won thirty eight to ten, nobody would be shocked. I don't think I would be. Now I'd be I'd be shocked if the Lions won thirty eight to ten. I'd be shocked if the Lions won. And I don't think that's being a homer. I just think that's how good the Niners have looked this season, specifically against teams that cannot or have been bad against the pass. I know the I know the Lions. We talked yesterday about how you know you want to to dominate the trenches. The Niners want to establish the run. The Lions do that better than a lot of teams. The third against the runs. Yes, they get to the quarterback. They pressure teams more than any other defensive line in the league. But they also don't play well against the pass. And that's something that Brock Purdy didn't do on Saturday against Green Bay. I find it hard to believe he's going to throw two duds in a row. I'm with you. And, I, well, again, I, here I go, Evan. I was going to say we haven't seen two duds in a row. But if we're being real, we technically have. In big games. Extenuating circumstances with the three-game losing streak, no doubt. 
And it's just kind of, I don't want to say eerie, but it's kind of um, funny to me that when we saw or we've seen Brock Purdy struggle, Debo was out, and now here we are on the precipice of the most important game of the season, and his status is up in the air. Like, we... Do you know what I'm like? And he may, he he might not play, and they win by thirty. But it's too close for comfort for me. Well, the the one one seat on the other side of Baltimore has been playing without well, their best offensive weapon, and Mark Andrews for who may the be majority back, of the season. Yeah, he, he did he practice might, yesterday. That's incredible. So he's back. No, but but my point is is there are teams in all walks of sports that have to deal with injuries, right. and this is a, an opportunity for the Niners. If Debo Samuel doesn't play, I think he's going to do everything in his ability to play this weekend. He was out there running sprints yesterday at practice. He was kind of tucking the ball. He wasn't doing any contact drills, but he was out there, though he didn't officially practice. So I think he's going to do everything he can to play. But if he doesn't, that shouldn't be the difference to me between a win and a loss for how good I think this 49ers team is. Let's get back to the phone lines. Robin's in San Francisco. What's up, Robin? You're with Goo and Evan. How you doing? How you guys doing? What's up, Jay? Hey, hey, talk to us. <laughs> so, so, so here's the deal. I typically, I typically like to talk for myself, speak for myself. Okay, you ask the question why people are like, you know, apprehensive, mm-hmm. you know, along those lines. Here's what I think. Here's what I think. I think because you don't know, and you tell me if this is fair, you don't know which Niners is going to show up sometimes. Okay, we can go down the roster, we can say how much talent they have, the run game, this, 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 blah, blah, blah. But damn it, you don't know when they're going to show up. Now, here's the deal. I can understand people are apprehensive about the last game because it's a psychological thing because you expect them to dominate. See, when you don't dominate, dominate like you should according Mm -hmm. to the narratives that people put out there, you know what I'm saying? Then, then they, then they, they freak out. But the bottom line is, is that the Niners, you don't know when they go show up. Sometimes now, for me, for me, the reason why I feel that way about them sometimes is from a philosophical approach because I look at the weaknesses of the Niners and the way Kyle Shanahan has built the team. We have hella talent. Yes, we do. Okay, but if we don't get any pass rush, if we don't get anything on that D-line, then I see our secondary getting picked apart. And then the last thing I like to wow. say, it's more a football question I like to ask is, our defense, mm-hmm. is that Steve Wood? What's going on? No pass rush. We have the same players. We got the most expensive. You can't tell me that is not someone's fault. Peace out. Yeah. Educate me. And, I, and I'll take a first crack at it, Robin yeah. uh, and Evan. And I don't want to play the race card, but I'm going to play it here. Black on black crime with Wilkes. You know, I love the black coaches, but I'm being so super duper real when I say this. Super califragic. What is it? Calif- super califragic. Uh, uh, talk to me. But man, how can you not Poppins? look at the defensive coordinator? 
This time last year, you were hanging your hat on the defense, and we saw it this year. I'm just, I'm worried for Wilkes. Like, the, we talked about the pressure gate. Oh, man, you got to get these guys and unlock them. Cut somebody out. It's like today, and hey, y'all, if you guys respect me, you are going to get after Jared Goff. You are going to stop the run. I, Evan, give me something else. Somebody. And I heard the guys in the morning. It's not just me. What is going on or not going on all of a sudden with this defensive unit? And right or wrong, people, sometimes you can't fire all the workers. The boss takes the brunt of it and loses his job. I'm just telling you, Wilkes, it's on you because all of a sudden you got people scratching their head with the $120 million man who's MIA. Like, it has to be Wilkes. Well, look, I, I would be more inclined to point the finger at the guys who make the money. But I understand that schematically there are things you can do to put your guys in better positions. Do I think that D'Amico Ryan's a better D.C. than Steve Wilkes? Yes, obviously. Duh. Is Robert Sala a better D.C. than Steve Wilkes? Probably. Those guys showed a, an ability to call plays at specific times that put the 49ers in good spots. I also saw the Kansas City Chiefs throw 44 points on a D'Amico Ryans-led unit last year. I saw Robert Sala's defense get gashed at times, specifically in the Super Bowl uh, in 2019. It happened. Like, it isn't as if they didn't have their shortcomings as well. Now, they went on and got head coaching jobs, which I don't think Steve Wilkes has. And I think you were talking about this with Kruger a couple days ago, the fact that Wilkes has been in, what, 14 spots oh, in 17 years? Yeah. But at the same time, I could also look at that and say, well, he's been in the NFL for damn near two decades. There's probably a reason why. Like, this guy does know what he's doing. So he'll figure it out. So Sunday, we can, and I know you can't predict the future, but for Niner fans, you think their defense is going to mirror what, what, what we're accustomed, the world's accustomed to. To me, Disruption. The, the biggest difference between this. 49ers iteration and the one from years past, specifically the last Super Bowl team, is how much better their offense is. If this team is to win a Super Bowl, I think it's going to be because of how good their offense plays or doesn't play. Yes, a defense can come in and save you. There's a reason why you're paying top dollar to your defensive line. You went out and paid Nick Bosa. You got Javon Hargrave. You chose Eric Armstead, of course, over to Forrest Buckner. You went out and traded for Chase Young. You got the best middle linebackers maybe yes. in the league outside of Baltimore. You have great pieces. You paid Jarvis Ward big money in free agency last offseason. Yes, you want your defense to step up and play well. I still believe that this team is going to go as its offense does, and that's how far they're going to go. And that's why I believe that they're going to beat the Lions. I think they're going to be able to outshoot them. I think their defense is going to do enough like they did against Green Bay, keep right. them in the game, and it's going to be on the offense to score touchdowns. All right, and people, Evan, I hear you, and I love the confidence, and I'm sure Niner fans do too, but they're like, Guru, if you're going to call out Wilkes, what about Kosarek? You know, that that's his... That's his uh, you know, his job detail, that's it. That's his unit as well. But I'm just talking about the overall defense. Like, I mean, I saw a Green Bay team come in here and manipulate the pass interference t- to their to their benefit. Yeah. And I thought they got away from that. But, you know, Evan, what do you – and again, I know you haven't been in the NFL, but, I mean, how Last do I you checked. work on those things during the week? Like – I don't know, man. I'm just I this is another caveat to this game about I feel so confident in the Niner offense, but the Niner defense, I'm I if I'm a Niner fan, I'm kind of biting my nails to see 
um, if the Mike Tyson version of the Niner defense shows up or the Pee Wee Herman, because that's what they were Saturday for most of the game. And maybe where that's where the apprehension is. And maybe that's why we're hearing more about the worry or the anxiety that people have brought up than the excitement that I think there demands to be for the fact Demand, that the Niners have a chance word. to go to a Super Bowl. So let's get back to the calls. 888-957-9570 is the number. Why to me? And again, this is going back to last year because I felt like, and I could be wrong, but I felt like there was more excitement for the 49ers NFC Championship in Philadelphia as opposed to the one this year that they're hosting in our backyards. And I want to get to the bottom as to why. Danielle's out in Oakland. What's up, Danielle? You're on with Evan and Guru on 95.7 The Game. Hey! Hey, guys. How's it going? All right. Great. How are you? I'm doing good. Um, I just wanted to say one of the reasons why I think there's some trepidation is because of what happened last week. Mm-hmm. Can you hear me? Yeah, we got you. Okay. Um, I think just the fact that, you know, we're thinking you have a rookie quarter or not rookie quarterback, but first-year quarterback going up against the 49ers defense, and so they're going to get ripped one, and then that game was super close, and you're like, oh, my goodness, wait a minute. I don't know what's going to happen because, you know, we already know the Lions are hungry. And, you know, the 49ers, they are kind of like, you know, they kind of need to be humbled a little bit. You know, it's like their defense just wasn't really playing that well last weekend. Mm. So, I don't know if, uh, I, don't, I mean, they did good, and, yeah, they won the game. But I guess being a 49er fan, you're expecting, oh, they're Green Bay, they're young, they're going to, even though, you know, they took out, Dallas, you know, that wasn't for us. We were like, oh, yeah, you know, we'll we'll take them out. We'll take them out easily. And it wasn't that easy. And so, you know, people biting nails like, oh, my God, wait a minute. Mm. What's going on with the 49ers? Thanks, Danielle. And maybe, Evan, do you just off her point, do you think, do I sound like a guy that maybe was expecting, I know it's 38 in my prediction, uh, perfection? Well, I, look, I expected them to win by two scores as well, but that doesn't mean that you can't be confident again this week. Like, just because you saw... And that is... Look, I understand people are prisoners of the moment, but to me, it's a brand new week. That game doesn't matter. You survived. You won. When we look at the NCAA tournament, one of my, my favorite tournament, March Madness, just because a 16 seed goes and beats number one, just because UMBC goes and knocks off Arizona, doesn't mean they're going to cakewalk through right. Duke. Just because Duke has an overtime three-point win in I the second that. round of the tournament doesn't mean they can't go win by 20 the next game. Like This is an opportunity for the Niners to maybe, for some people, reset how we feel about them. But to me, they haven't changed. They played their C-minus game. If they play their A game, we might see a 38-10 ball game on Sunday. To me, it's about how the Niners play. It's not about how the Lions play. And that's why I would be excited. I would feel confident. But with respect to your opponent, because they're obviously in a position for that, or they're in this position for a reason as well. Baker Bryan's in Foster City. What's up, man? How's the cul-de-sac? Baker. Hey, it's beautiful out here. Thank you for having me. Um, I still want to talk about really quick again about what happened with the Packers game, and then I want to add about what I should I want to expect. I'm expecting with the Detroit game. Um, so as Sanders fans, I think we're a bit traumatized from that Packers game. Honestly, Packers are a high, they're a young, high flying offense. They have a bright future ahead of them. 
Jordan Love can spread that ball across the field to any receiver he wanted to that game, this may not be the last time we're going to have issues against them. Uh, the Niners' defense has a history of struggling against running quarterbacks like Lamar Jackson, right? Mm-hmm. But Jordan Love is not a running quarterback, but a quarterback that can run. He was slippery, and the Niners couldn't get a sack against them. That was one of our main worries, right? Why can't we get any sacks? I'm not too worried about the Niners getting after golf, but Detroit has a confident offense. They have weapons. Uh, Jameer Gibbs is a problem. He can get major yards on those screen passes. That's been the Lions' last resort. If yeah. they can't find Laporta or Amin Ra, they're going to find a way to get up the field, especially with Dan Campbell making aggressive play calls. Detroit has a respectable and confident offense, but the defense that's hungry, they want to prove themselves that they can go up against an offense like the Niners. Um, yeah, thank you. No doubt, Baker, Brian. By the way, Mike Martin, 10 minutes. He was Dan Campbell's OC in 2006-2007. We'll get to know him a little bit yeah, better. No doubt. And I'll, we'll get what he thinks about Purdy, uh, where he's at now, and also uh, Jared Goff, who was left for dead uh, when the Rams traded him. And now, look, man, and he's coming back to you know his hometown. But, Evan, it starts with what you, I, and the boss talked about, man. There are so many franchises that haven't been to a Super Bowl and don't even get to this plateau, the championship. Sunday. And I'm telling you, it's the mini Super Bowl. It's almost two Super Bowls in one. And the Niners have been there four out of the last five years. I know they haven't got the chip. I'm not, they don't need me to make excuses, but there is some pride that comes into you talk about the Niners not getting this the elusive six ring. You didn't begin, you didn't been damn close because you didn't played in some big ass games. Uh last time you won this game was 2019. So mm-hmm. I do wonder if it has something to do with what happened. And, um, a little PTSD in Philly where that one was kind of ripped out from underneath you and it was quarterback gate because you ran out of them. Uh, up 10 against the Rams where I felt like Tart catches that ball. We all do. They're going back. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you hadn't won it since 2019. So, Pressure bust pipes, and I know, and you said it just a second ago, Goo, it's about what the Niners do, not Detroit, but when you get to these, to you know, to this level, Evan, sometimes you're playing yourself. You know, it's lemon booty time. You got to, like Brock Purdy's dropping back to pass, but it's, what's he dealing with upstairs? And that's the one thing that I took away from that game Saturday night is Brock didn't worry about what X was going to say, or Twitter, or IG, or Ryan Clark. Let me tell you, Evan, because if he had that last drive, he throws a pick, and this, the season's over, this week would have been hell. It would have been. And it's not, so rejoice. But it's not. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's hell in Green you Bay. You got a game Sunday. Jordan Love's the one that's sitting on the couch because he unfortunately threw two fourth-quarter interceptions. Or Five rushes for three yards for Jordan Love. I know a lot of people act like he's Mike Vick, but and Evan, it was a third and two. He could have ran it. It was wide-open terrain. He threw a high pass, but... Yeah. And again, it's woulda, coulda, shoulda, but you know how many points the defense allowed in the fourth quarter? Goo? Z- man. Goose egg. Yep. Uh, speaking of Brock Purdy, let's get out to the birthday boy, Doug in Berkeley. Doug this in. is so happy birthday, my man. Welcome to the program. How you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Thank you for uh, for the acknowledgement. Uh, <laughs> Thanks for sharing your birthday happy with us, Doug. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Yeah. That's the black version. <laughs> Stevie. <laughs> hey, listen, I just want to amplify on what you guys have been talking about. Um, um, well, you just mentioned Jordan Love. That was a learning game for him. He will learn from those mistakes. But with regard to, to our team, if Brock Purdy had as much time as Jordan Love had to throw, he, wouldn't, he would have ripped Green Bay apart. Our defense 
and our offensive line need to protect that kid. If they protect that kid, he 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 processes information better than any quarterback we've had in in 20 years. Mm-hmm. And and he's cool under pressure. He showed that in the Cleveland game, even though we lost. We could have won that. He showed it last week. He was pressured almost every time he had the ball, as opposed to Jordan Love, who had all the time in the world back there. Okay, Our, our offensive line need to protect our quarterback. We'll be fine. Our defensive line needs to get to Goff at least a little bit more. Mm. I totally agree with what you guys have been saying about big salaries, but not big production. Um, I also think the rest might have been detrimental. They're going to be ready this time. I think it should be a good game. But my one thing is give Brock Purdy some time and we'll be fine. That's certainly that's interesting, Evan. I mean, he, he threw the ball 40 times, 39. I kind of didn't see it that way. I'm not saying he was in a clean pocket every time, but did you, did you think Brock Purdy's uh, struggle stemmed from the old line just getting – Taken behind the shed? I no, like I, he had I, I thought he was inaccurate no in the first half. I, I thought that he wasn't very good in the first three quarters of the game because he just didn't play the very well. The savage read was like he wasn't under duress. That was just... I mean, the offensive line probably could have done a little bit better of a right. job. Yeah, You always can, but I've seen Brock Purdy with much muddier pockets, uh, quite literally, than, than that, uh, in which he's played better. I mean, I've seen him make some throws, and he did even down the stretch, like the, the, thro- throw, the throw to Jennings, right. the throw to Ayuk. Man, pressure was collapsing. The pocket was collapsing, and he still stood and made those tight window throws. So he has the ability to do it when he's under pressure. I just thought he didn't play as well as we've seen him play in the first three quarters. Yeah, and I'm curious to see what Mike Martz says on the other side. No doubt. Let's sneak in uh, Austin in San Jose before we get to Austin. the break here, and then get to Mike Martz. What's up, Austin? How you doing? Hey, fellas. Hey, Evan, man. You guys have got first world problems, man. I, my command is we're trying to get a coach, and we're trying to get uh, D.C., and you guys are talking about worrying about winning a championship game. So good, good for Niner fans, man. You guys have got first world problems. But, hey, Goo, the one thing I wanted to say, man, was about uh, Will. Talk to him. I kind of feel like there's been too, too much criticism, man. And okay. certainly uh, whether he's black or white, that's not even the issue. The issue is I didn't like the way – uh, Shanahan handled that whole thing anyway, man. I, okay. I've never seen a situation in the middle of the season where a head coach calls out one of his coordinators the way he did. So I don't think Wilkes is coming back. If I were Wilkes, I wouldn't come back. Uh, I do think Wilkes has options. I, I don't think it's about the coach uh, as much as you think, Goo. When you guys had the guy on yesterday who played in Super Bowls for the Niners, uh, yeah, I didn't hear him say anything about the coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was talking about the players. Yeah. He wasn't talking about the coach. All right. He was saying, hey, we got to – those guys got to be connected on the back end and the front end, and that's the only way they win. So, no, man, the, the coach outlines the scheme, but the players got to go execute, brother. So that, yeah. that's just my comment okay. on that, man. I'll I appreciate you. Thing. No, I appreciate you, Austin. And I guess, Evan, I'm with – I know we're up against it. I am – I was very uh, boisterous about – I didn't like how they treated and made uh, my guy come down Wilkes from – I thought that was embarrassing. I did. But then I thought it went away. But now I'm I'm not dumb. If if this unit does not, you know, fix itself, I, I mean, come on, somebody's gotta take the the blame. It's not gonna be Kyle. It's not gonna be Bosa. Why wouldn't it's it be the, Kyle? I mean, because he he's doesn't oversee coach. the defense. He's the head he's coach. The, but he's not the defensive coordinator. He hired the defensive coordinator. Okay, but so okay, so what is 
Kyle taking the brunt look like? He ain't going anywhere. If if, if the Niners lose on Sunday, it doesn't go on Steve Wilkes' resume. It goes on Kyle Shanahan's record. But it, I'm just telling you, Kyle's a made man. Wilkes may be looking for a new job. Well, let, let's ask a head okay. coach on the I other side, you. all right? Because I, I, I think that's really interesting, yeah. Gu. Uh, Mike Martz, Super Bowl champion with the greatest show on turf as OC for the Rams, also was the OC for Dan Campbell, who's coming into Levi Stadium, is now the head coach of the Detroit Lions, going to join us next on the Boxer Gerson guest line. A reminder, you can catch all four hours of Steining Guru on the free Odyssey app. Also, go rewind, check out the great interviews that the morning roast had. Of course, they had Jerry Rice yesterday, this morning, Jamel Hill, a legend in Detroit, also a known 49ers fan. You can also watch us on YouTube and Twitch, powered by First NorCal Credit Union. Evan Giddings in for Matt Steinmetz with Daryl the Guru Johnson. We're back with Mike Martz after this on 95.7 The Game. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.